Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. I said, give me the hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. It's the OGs, Stan C and Ro Moran, checking in on another Thursday night. No Chino, no Rowan ASH Paren. They've got their own stuff going on, so go send them some love on social media. I know Rowan's uh, semester has picked up a bit uh, as the summer heats up, so you're not going to be seeing or hearing from Rowan on the live streams for quite some time. As for Chino, he might be back by next week. He might not be back by next week. Who knows? We don't know either. So, yun. Um, thank you to everybody who's already joining us for the live stream on Kumu and on Facebook. Really appreciate you making us a part of your Thursday evening. And if you want to support the show, the first way to do that is by being a Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron. Uh, I just wanted to say before that that Chino isn't leaving or anything or getting fired yeah, yeah. or anything. He just is taking time off, which is totally fine. Uh, any, everybody deserves the right to take time off. But anyway, yes, uh, Patreon, um, as you guys know, uh, we are having a premium live event in a couple of weeks. So uh, on election day, Mismo, we are having WrestleMania backlash, but we were not. We are not going to do that uh, live because we all have to go out and vote. I know I'm going to be going out and voting uh, quite early, so I am going to uh, uh, skip the live session, and we're going to do that after work or after the voting, uh, after the voting day at night. So if you want to be a part of that, all you got to do is join or subscribe to our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. I believe Admin Jackie will drop the link in chat. And uh, you can do that for only as low as 250 pesos a month. You get access to our Discord community where we talk uh, wrestling and sports and all that good stuff. Uh, you get access to our exclusive review content uh, of TV shows and pay-per-views and premium live events. Get merch. Um, we have just seen the latest prototype or the latest design for our upcoming merch line. Uh, it's looking pretty good, yo, if I may say so myself. Uh, if you are a part of the Patreon, you will get the merch, you merch namin for free because we are committed to giving you, uh, you know, our merchandise for free. So again, uh, it's in the chat right now, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as only 250 pesos a month. Please support us if you can, if you like what we if what we do and what you hear on the show. Yeah, uh, there will be Tagalog commentary because Carlo and I will be calling the show live. Um, I'm just going to be voting after WrestleMania Backlash. I have like six hours to do that. Panaman. So, yun, um, I will be calling WrestleMania Backlash on May 9th. 
Alright? So, sama-sama tayong lahat. Gigising na maaga for different reasons. Lots to talk about for this week. At the very end, we're gonna be celebrating 20 years of Randy Orton in the WWE. So, ihanda nyo na yung mga favorite Randy Orton moments and matches to as we pay tribute to the Apex Predator, the Viper, the Legend Killer, but first, we got to start with some news from outside the ring. And we woke up to the news that the inspiration, Jessica McKay and Cassie Lee, are temporarily stepping away from in-ring action. So naglabas sila ng PR. And uh, they just basically said that they're going to be stepping away from Impact for a while and that they'll keep everybody posted with whatever's going to happen. We don't know what's going on, but Cassie Lee referenced something on her Twitter she has a pinned tweet, something along the lines of her dreaming about being in a rom-com or starring in a rom-com movie. And then she QRT'd it. So fans are speculating that she must have landed a big movie role or something. Yeah, maybe she could be like the next uh, great Australian export since Margot Robbie. So uh, I, I'm all for this because I, I am all for wrestlers finding life outside of wrestling. Um they deserve to take the break and do whatever else they want outside of hurting themselves in the ring. So if I guess this also means Jessica McKay is also taking a break. Uh, I don't know what she's got going on. I don't know if Cassie Lee. But uh, yeah, uh, we should all support this. And uh, if she is getting a movie role, even better. Because that is getting that bag without having to put your, put your body through hell. Right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever's going on, whether it's something really big like a break, right? like, uh, like a movie role, or they just need to take a step back for mental health reasons, or they just need to rest their bodies from all of the injuries they've racked up in the ring over the years. Uh, what, what, what's ultimately important is their health and their happiness. So we support Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay in these endeavors. Now, that's really the biggest piece of news outside the ring this week. Pretty surprised that there's not a lot big news outside the ring. But I guess the quietness is a good thing because we can focus on the rest of the stuff that's actually going on in the ring. So let's go to SmackDown. Let's talk about Zia Lee. Because has turned heel, apparently, based on her latest backstage vignette. And the biggest question from the internet is, Zaya, who hurt you? Why are you now seeing or saying that nobody is worthy of your protection? Yeah, and so uh, we got we to gotta contextualize this and uh, reference this news bit that came out last week. Uh, or I believe... Um, yeah, yeah, I think it was last week. So the bit goes that Vince McMahon feels that a lot of people have been miscast, quote unquote, miscast in their roles on the main roster, which is why uh, we saw a lot of heel turns and face turns that have happened over the past few episodes of the main roster shows. So including it, Zaili, and we'll talk about something else later then, I believe. And uh, I guess... Asian bad? <laughs> in you, in you, in I you mean, Asuka's a good guy. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why why Vince thought that Zaylee deserved to be a heel here. I think that she was a natural babyface. Um, she is pretty likable, and your martial arts skills yeah, lent a lot to her being so likable. So uh, I don't understand what the thought process is here. I don't understand why they thought they needed Zaylee to be healed, but I guess kulang uh, depth chart. I guess it's too shallow. You've got Ronda, who is the ba- top babyface. You've got Sasha and Naomi. That's three. Uh, sino pa ba? 
You've got Charlotte, who's a heel. Who else yeah, is yeah. on SmackDown? I guess I guess that's it. I guess Shotzi that's the reason. Is a why. heel. Natty's yeah, a but heel. we haven't we haven't seen Shotzi in forever. Natty's on oh. NXT, so they I guess they did need someone else. So Yun, uh, it's it's a reason, but I don't know if you could if you could call it a good reason. So Yun, uh, or or I guess to balance out Lacey Evans being repackaged because because now she's a babyface, right? Yeah, yeah. Aliyah's a babyface. Thank you, Glenn. Yun, um. That 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 is the reason. Because Kulang Asilan heals in the SmackDown women's division. And I don't know why Zayali had to default and she had to get the short straw. Shayna, I forgot about Shayna. Yeah, I forgot about Shayna as well. That, but that's yeah, it. Um I, I agree with you, Ron. Uh Zayo's pretty good as a babyface. That the very short run. And I loved how they gave her those comic book style vignettes. I thought it was a great way of repackaging her and reintroducing her, giving her this comic book type of backstory and still very grounded in reality because it's not like she had these mystical or supernatural powers to So I actually liked what, what was happening there. And it's a shame that we're not gonna be seeing that side of Zayali the protector anymore. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess uh, okay, the positive here is sempre, uh, you turn heel and then you get more screen time. I just don't know against who because screen time on SmackDown is very, very limited and crammed. So uh, Unless you're the bloodline, yeah. Yeah, right? So at least you're in uh, my path to being on TV. Yeah, yeah. So let's see. Let's see where this goes. Uh, sticking with SmackDown... We didn't say we did not see Shinsuke Nakamura at all this week. I don't know why. Um, Roman Reigns was there in a backstage vignette, didn't come out to the ring, no nothing. And um, it's kind of weird now. We're heading towards WrestleMania backlash, and Roman Reigns doesn't seem to be involved in a match at all. Okay, so uh, they actually taped this week's episode of SmackDown, so they'll be in London. And Roman Reigns is actually involved, and he will be entering what seems to be a new program with Drew McIntyre, which was rumored before uh, around WrestleMania time. So it all lines up. Uh, I guess they're doing that with two weeks left or one week left before the pay per view, so or the premium live event. So there's that. So uh, it kind of kind of negates this talking point so uh there's that and no, spoiler spoiler yeah sorry spoiler uh <laughs> but you have, i have to bring this up to say yeah, yeah, yeah it's gonna be weird if i if we talk about this without knowing or with pretending uh, uh roman doesn't actually show up here on this week's episode <laughs> yeah 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 uh, you know, weird lang because they started this little storyline with Shinsuke Nakamura right after WrestleMania. Diba? Parang it kind of lined up na Rick Boogs tore his knee and he's going to be injured for a while. So Shinsuke is a solo act and then they elevate Shinsuke to face Roman. So ako because it would have been interesting to at least go a month or two months with Shinsuke being the challenger to Roman Reigns, even though it wouldn't be likely to see Shinsuke topple Roman anyway. Yeah, uh, I also wanted to see that because that was pretty fresh. Like we've already seen uh, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns back in 2020, and it was fun. But uh, it's not something I'm looking forward to because uh, Drew is Drew, super corny with the with the sword stuff, and he's not really high on my list of babyface contenders. So I sayang yun, sayang yung potential ng Shinsuke Nakamura versus Roman Reigns. Yeah, uh, I hope it's something they end up revisiting just because, I mean, they planted the seeds, right? You had the Usos uh, take out Shinsuke 
right after Roman punks him out. So it would have been nice to see that turn into something, have a payoff, kahit a main event man lang on SmackDown. So we'll see what happens over there. Maybe it will, you know. Maybe it still will. Maybe after this. So never say never. Sana, sana. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the Red Brand, a couple of big returns. And we'll also be predicting NXT Spring Break-In, which is happening next week, Wednesday, Manila time. But first, here's another way you can support the podcast. And this is through your online shopping over on Lazada. All right, guys. So again, uh, five five sale probably coming up. Uh, I'm sure that's going to be a thing. So if you're getting anything that you want and need, na hashtag nasa Lazada yan, all you got to do is use our affiliate link podlink.co slash IAM podlink.co slash the letters IAM type that in your mobile browser at the cart and check out from the app and what you buy will help us do what we do here in the podcast at no extra cost and now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia let's get to some shout outs over on Kumu yeah, saying hey to people on Kumu who are already chiming in with their favorite Randy Orton moments. So see Nick Cabales, he says his favorite. Uh, do we do this now or do we wait? Do we save this until for later? No, you know? let's shout them out now. We're saying hi see, anyway. Yeah, see, it's fine. That's okay. Say uh, Nick Cabales says his favorite Randy Orton match is his is the Hell in a Cell match with John Cena. Uh, Kane in pain. Says RKO out of nowhere, and he just said that without, without context. Uh, saying hey to Scumageddon, uh, our bro Scumageddon over here, he says, All biceps, no balls, says Mustafa Ali, which we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, he says he's glad that he's back, so that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and so saying hey to everyone who has joined us for our 20 years of Orton live stream here on. Facebook and Kumu. So thank you, thank you for joining us. Please keep smashing those hearts to let everybody know that you like wrestling talk on Kumu. All right, let's talk about Raw. My man is here, Randy Orton. We're saving him for the main event. And let's start with the ladies. Asuka came back, and uh, that moment where she flicked Becky Lynch is so stupid and hilarious at the same time. I can just watch it over and over again. And I think it's pretty fun. Uh, they brought Asuka back to feud with Becky because the last time that these two interacted was when Becky Lynch literally handed Asuka the Raw Women's Championship. Yeah, so uh, I guess the story writes itself. Pero siyempre, medyo kulang pa ng, ano, kulang pa ng, ng pagkakasulat kasi they just had Asuka flick Becky's nose. And I guess you could say that's peak Asuka and that says a lot. But uh, it's kind of lazy to me just go and leave it at that I don't no, know. No, to be it, fair sabi naman ni Asuka na I will stop you because Becky was saying no one can stop me and she enumerated everybody on the Raw women's roster yeah I mean uh, okay but uh, so she's just being chaotic chaotic good chaotic neutral so I guess yeah yeah so I, I mean you can still admit na medyo lazy pa rin kasi uh, okay Asuka's back she's gonna stop her that's it so we're gonna we're gonna hinge our entire feud on this. Shempre, gonna have to let it play out for a little more, uh, for I guess for a week more because uh, they're probably headed towards the pay per view, and yeah, uh, I guess it also kind of pays for itself by writing itself. 
I trust Becky to be the one to actually tell the story here. Na gagamitin niya yung inis niya kay Asuka and she'll draw from that 2020 interaction when Becky took a leave of absence to, you know, go on maternity leave and really tie that into this whole story just because, well, we know na limitation ni Asuka yung command niya of the English language. So, really, yung mic work si Becky yung magdadala nito. And I expect Becky to be able to really carry that story on that alone. Yeah, I just wish they went into it more and uh, not left it at that. Because Becky is really good when she uh, goes into the character work and fleshing out the stories. So, I don't know. Uh, it's just, there's not enough time for the until the pay-per-view, until the premium live event. So, I wish Sana in, in all out. Sabini Durvna, Becky's about to go on her Baluno Kata run. Like when Okada went nuts after he started going <laughs> yeah, on this downhill yeah, down, yeah. down losing streak. Yeah, yeah. I uh, thought that uh, that was where it was going. Now, you know, she was ranting about not having the championship. Then I saw Asuka came out. I was like, ah, okay, we're going to get here. Now, I probably would have expected that Becky would have had like a week where she'd be like dazed, bum-ass Corbin. But we're here. You know? uh, they, they can't think of that because they're not going to waste Becky on that. Like, uh, I think they gave her the time off that she deserves but other than that I don't think they are as creative to think of the balloon Okada run I guess I mean someone like Happy Corbin could go on that what uh, however long it was that he was bum ass Corbin diba? Uh, but that was like a minor character I say. and I don't think they can spare that kind of uh, that kind of run that kind of weird uh loser ass run for someone as big as Becky. I'm willing to bet that Becky Asuka isn't happening at WrestleMania Backlash just yet. I don't know why. But um, yeah, but but in a mind, I think. Uh it it's it's been done before where they start a new story and then they don't immediately go to that match. But uh it's Becky and I don't think you or I don't think it's a good idea to leave Becky off a pay-per-view card. Yeah, that, that makes sense because I was looking at the match card for WrestleMania Backlash. The only big championship matches there are the tag team match and Charlotte Ronda. Mm. So I exactly. guess you kind of do need Becky, even though yep. as admin Jackie says, she's in the business of misery. Uh. <laughs> yeah, right, uh, uh, she's she, she's too big to be left off. It. I don't think uh, it's like it's like Brock Lesnar. You know, you know, if you have Brock Lesnar, you don't really do nothing with him. I guess. Kaya tayo sa my GM, eh, sa WW2K. Uh. Alright, let's talk about Mustafa Ali. He came back on Raw this week, surprised everybody. But then again, if you were following the chatter online, somebody leaked it, some, someone on Reddit, and uh, he came out, challenged Theory for the United States Championship, got denied, somehow found himself in a really good match against The Miz. And then after Ali won, Champa came out of nowhere attacked uh, Mustafa Ali and turned heel in the process. So there's a lot to unpack here. Let's start with Ali coming back and yung, the whole meta-narrative of him asking for his release publicly was actually referenced in the promo. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's a page out of the AEW playbook, so good on them, I guess, for uh, rewarding the internet fan with... Uh, with this reference, but I'm sure if you were a casual fan or uh, hindi tambay ng dirt sheet, you probably would be wondering what the fuck are they talking about with the whole taking the ball and going home. Diba? So uh, it's always a double edged sword when you 
make an internet reference. But uh, for me, because I'm the target market, uh, I appreciate it. Because I understand, or you know, it's good that everyone, or Miz at least, or everyone involved in this story is rewarding the attention of people who are following along. And they answer the question of where the where the hell has Mustafa Ali been since October or November? So that's good. Uh, it's also good that Ali came back as a face. At the sense I've been about Vince feeling that people are miscast. Some people got a weird turn, but Ali is always always much better as a baby face. Sobra, agree, agree. Yeah. The retribution run, he made it work. Or he, he tried to make it work, but it still really wasn't for him. And this is really the best role for him. So kudos to them for just going with it and going with something, uh, uh, going with something that they feel or everyone feels is right. So it's a good thing then that Ali stood his ground and not allowed Vince to give him that gimmick or that character or that story that would have. Uh, made a fool out of him or you know some because it was something that he would have never done in yeah based in on you ano, based yeah. on you mga ni report online based on the rumors which nga, yeah. we don't know the full story diba? but uh before we talk about champa here i want to address the fact that uh when, when they reference internet stuff you know it's a very aew thing to do and more often than not, when it's done clunkily you can tell that it's such an inside baseball type of thing that if you don't know it flies over your head. But what I appreciated about this is Miz, Theory, and Ali really kept it among themselves. Because the reference to uh, ask me Ali for his release was a Mustafa Ali thing. But it involved the guy himself. So that was something that I, I agree na, tama, uh, at least they were able to explain where he was and they did it that way. Because you know what happened. And anybody going through his social media would have seen that uh, a few months ago, he publicly asked for his release. Yeah, uh, I totally forgot about that. That he actually did publicly ask for it. So, but yun nga, kung di ka tambay na internet, diba? Pero hindi mo rin malalaman yun. And uh, not everyone is going to be a fan of Ali, right? Like, uh, I don't think all the casual fans would be keeping tabs on his his Twitter activity. Um, Lance asks, they wonder, he wonders what he, what WWE did to bring Ali back. Easy. Uh, I think it's, we're seeing it right now that they gave him uh, the, they gave him the suggestion of going back to the, the baby face, uh, brown meat, baby face character. <laughs> and why not? That's the best version of you that you can be. And he's, he's good at it. It's something he clearly wants to do. Uh, he's, he's an advocate of proper representation, especially for South Asian wrestlers. So it, it's something that means a lot to him. He said it online and on podcasts for so many times over the years. So it, it's good that they went in this direction and that Mustafa Ali can portray his character that way. Because he's uh, said repeatedly that the last thing he wants to do is to teach young kids, young fans to hate people who look like him just because he was portraying a heel in wrestling. Yep. So, yun. Uh, let's talk about Champa here, because there have been rumors that Champa might become the next member of Judgment Day, which is what people are now calling Edge and Damien Priest stable. Because I think they called themselves Judgment Day in that backstage vignette this week. So, we haven't really seen that link yet, just Champa returning to Raw and turning heel. I actually did not know about this rumor until you guys brought it up. So uh, 
interesting. I don't think he needs it, but I guess I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'm actually personally not feeling the Judgment Day thing. Uh, I'm not feeling the the supernatural pseudo supernatural edge thing. Uh, edge Lord Edge. Edge Lord Edge, yeah. Um, slightly, slightly dollar store, <laughs> House of Black. Uh, but okay, so okay. Uh, if if it means more ring time or screen time for Champa, if it means uh, he gets to be more uh, featured on stories, and so yeah, go for it. It's always something to do, and something to do is always good in TV wrestling. So good, yeah. Uh, Champa being heel. Uh, medyo mas malalato kasi dun sa ginawa na laki sa Ali kasi uh, as of now they haven't explained it yet even though we all know that yes Champa is infinitely better as a heel it's just that I really liked him as a babyface and I thought that he was doing a lot of compelling work as a babyface yeah speaking of Champa and his abs which admin Jackie pointed out in the comment section if you go to his Instagram he posted that about a year ago, he joined a fitness competition. So I didn't know this about uh, about Tommaso Ciampa. Now he'd been dabbling in the world of fitness and bodybuilding. So about a year ago, he actually entered his first contest. And there's pictures of him on stage in you know his speedos posing. Yeah, uh, I saw that too. Um, it's really good because uh, I when I first saw Ciampa 10 years ago, uh, back in Ring of Honor, he was one of the biggest, bigger dudes, or the more shredded dudes on the ring of the Ring of Honor roster. So, uh, knowing that, it's not a surprise to me that he would take training super seriously. I and you know take bodybuilding super seriously. Let's say what's up to Boss Ron, the boss Ron. big boss at Podcast Network Asia. He's in the comments asking us when the curse of Danhausen will affect Hook. We're gonna find out this weekend when they yeah, have their uh, one-on-one confrontation. Yeah, uh, Boss Runhausen, uh, you you should tune into Rampage this Friday or this Saturday. I say that's pretty much when it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. So that should be fun. They even made a match card out of it, which is really really weird for a confrontation. But okay. Anything else on uh, Ali and Champa and Sina Edge before we move on? Well, Adaman, I think we covered it. I think we covered everything that needs to be covered about that. Uh, um, Edge actually referenced you internet comments about him being like a budget undertaker. Like he actually took a shot at the fans and said, I hear what you're saying. Oh, the purple is supposed to be the undertaker's color. So I guess props to Edge for that bit of self-awareness. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yay, Edge. He reads Twitter and <laughs> he used that to take a shot at the fans. But it doesn't really address anything like... Uh, okay, he just said, no, okay, I'm, I'm still doing this despite this criticism. So, okay, uh, good for you. It, it doesn't make me feel anything, though. All right. See, see. We'll, we'll see how it plays out if Champa ends up becoming the next member of Judgment Day. For now, though, let's do predictions for NXT Spring Break-In, which is another one of those special episodes that ng NXT now that they're in the 2.0 era. Let's start with the ladies. It's a tag match between Nikita Lyons and Cora Jade taking on Natty and Lash Legend. Yeah, uh, I guess they're not doing the uh, one-on-one match between Cora Jade and Natty just yet. So I guess there is a future big match in store or big episode in store. Um, I think uh, the heels have to win this one because... 
their heels and Natty needs some some sort of soft establishment on NXT. Even though, yes, we understand that she is the main roster talent. Uh, it's not like she's been winning a lot. So uh, you got to make the you got to make the faces fight for it and earn it. So uh, put them through the, the hero's journey first, you know. Yeah, especially Cora Jade, because I think the end game parent is to bring her back to face Mandy Rose. So I think, uh, you know, kung yun naman talagang end game, or you might as well let Cora Jade take her, you know, take her shots, get wounded, so to speak, and then go on that redemption journey and rise like a phoenix. Next yep. up, uh, uh, let's talk about another, another tag team match. Ito, main roster then, the Viking Raiders. They've been called down to NXT, which is always great because, you know, we, we, all, we could always use these main roster stars here. In NXT, they're taking on the Creed Brothers, which in in storyline was a match that Roderick Strong himself booked, much to the annoyance of Malcolm Bivens. Yeah, they're teasing some dissension with, with uh, within Diamond Mine. I don't like it because I I always want to keep the the factions uh, intact for as long as Wala possible. Pa one year, eh? Oh, exactly, Uh I like this though. I like. Um, the randomness of bringing down the Viking Raiders. Because uh, NXT 2.0 right now is all out of heavy hitters. Uh, Gunther is uh, up on the main roster. Uh, they got Champa. They got... Uh, Wesley's they on got, his own. They got LA Knight. So they got all those guys. And mention no one big talent si NXT 2.0. So... I guess you'll be seeing more. Uh, you'll be seeing more main roster guys dip down in NXT 2.0 for a while, and I like this a lot. So uh, that said, I don't know what, what, or how this match is going to go. Uh, I think the Viking Raiders win here, and it yeah. makes Roddy even more annoyed at the Creed brothers. Yeah, okay, that's probably it. That's probably what's going to happen. So let's go with that because, uh, Creed brothers are going to go all out but they're gonna fall short and the viking raiders because they are the main roster talent they'll be uh they'll be taking their win yeah yeah i think the creed brothers and cora jade they're on these parallel paths as baby faces right now uh next up let's talk about our boy grayson waller he's taking on nathan fraser from nxt uk okay uh a lot to unpack i are not them on a lot but uh also, kind of a tough sell, uh, t- tough, uh, tough choice for me. Um, Nathan Fraser, yes, uh, deserves to be in NXT 2.0, NXT stateside after a year of being on NXT UK. Uh, Glendale, please put some respect on the uh, on the name of uh, Nathan Fraser. He is your next AJ Styles, and he does not deserve your disrespect. Even though, yes, Heath Slater is a good talent. Uh, I'm going to call uh, Nathan Fraser here. Because he's a new guy and he is uh, he is the talent to watch. Even though A-Kid was the talent to watch a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, for some reason, A-Kid is back in NXT UK. And now Nathan Fraser's in NXT 2.0. Which I don't mind because I like Nathan Fraser. And... Must my experience a US audience as si Nathan Fraser because he did train at Seth Rollins' school, yung Black and Brave Academy. Um, so for those of you who have never heard of Nathan Fraser, yun yung pedigree niya, that's where he basically started. Um, I think Nathan Fraser din mananalo rito because we called for the veterans to win in the uh, first couple of matches and medyo must baby face yung younger wrestlers done. So uh, I think this time around, the younger guy has to get that win here and that's got to be Nathan Fraser. 
Although I wouldn't be surprised if our boy Grayson did actually win. <laughs> so, and he's a bigger I, star. Yeah, you never know. Uh, it could go either way. Literally go either way. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually more surprised that Grayson Waller isn't in this next match, which is the North American triple threat match between Solo Sikoa, Cameron Grimes, and uh, crap, Carmelo Hayes. See, I, I always have a hard time when si Carmelo Hayes and uh, Cameron Grimes. So yeah, I, yeah, I wish Grayson Waller was in this match. I don't know who to pick here. Uh, Cameron Grimes. I, I don't see why the other two have to win. Uh, unless they're doing this whole face thing. Uh, uh, you win it for a while and then you, you, sweeten, the, you sweeten the chase. Right? So uh, I don't see any reason why Carmelo Hayes would get the championship back. And for Solo Sikoa to win the championship already. Mm-hmm. So, si Solo kalapa magutom lalo. Uh. <laughs> Sabi ni Thads, it's Solo Sikoa's time. Acknowledge him. <laughs> Parang ano pa eh, medyo malayo-layo pa, pa siya from ano, the bloodline levels. Hindi pa nila kinokonect masyado. Um, I mean, let's... Sige, sige, sige. Sorry. They've been doing it a little bit. I think they are slowly getting there. <laughs> Yeah, on social media, nagpost na sila magkakapatid na magkakasama sila. So, I guess it's there. Uh, Leo also predicting Solo, uh, Solo Sikoa to win here. Uh, Jace, medyo malayo yung Bogart the Explorer at Solo Sikoa. Ano ka ba? <laughs> Sabi ni Lance, Grayson Waller is the upgraded Austin Theory. What do you think about that? Uh... No, I don't. Th- I think I think it's the apples to oranges thing. <laughs> I think Grayson Waller is more uh, is more along the lines of the Miz, and yeah. Austin Theory. In yeah, people have been saying he's either John Cena or Randy Orton. Um, that's more. I don't know that's more apt for him. And Grayson Waller is completely doing something different than Austin Theory or just Theory, pala. <laughs> And honestly, there's enough space on the roster for both archetypes. Clearly, John Cena and Randy Orton and The Miz have all had spectacular careers for over two decades. Uh, So there's space on your company for all these characters, which is great for the business. Okay, let's go to the main event of Spring Breakin'. Joe Gacy takes on Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship. Rick Steiner came out this week, which was surprising. (laughs) I'm super confused. Like, is Rick Steiner kidnapped still or not? So I guess not, because he's almost on his own, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just super over this. I'm just super over this. Uh, this story. It's not good. It's not good at all. Uh, Joe Gacy is super hidau as a character. They've been doing too many stuff, too many things with him that don't make sense. The whole druids. He has druids for some reason, and. Uh, it's just, it's just not clicking, Jr. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I just want this over with. Obviously, Braun Breaker is gonna retain the championship. Gunta was already called up to SmackDown because I was really thinking that he would be next in line to face and hopefully defeat Braun Breaker. But now that he's gone, and now that clearly the Joe Gacy thing isn't working, who's next? I don't know. Um, they're Probably gonna bring down someone else, or they're gonna move up Santos Escobar to again Braun Breaker. I don't know. It's really more likely that they'll bring someone down again. Yeah. Um. I'm. I hope it's Waller. 
I hope that after the Nathan Fraser thing, he decides that he's sick of all the stupid stuff and he just goes straight for the top and challenges Braun. Brother, I, I don't mind it. I, I I mean, if Joe Gacy can get a fucking title shot, then who's to stop Grayson Waller from getting his own title shot? So I guess that means he beats Nathan Fraser. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Or see Von Wagner and Mr. Stone, Pueden, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pueden, I guess. Uh, I Yeah, yeah. There's that. I totally forgot about it. Von Wagner. <laughs> no, Alistair, they did not explain how uh, how Braun freed his dad. So they just uh, acknowledged it in one episode of NXT. Now, okay, uh, he's free now. And they didn't show some great heist to free him. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. That it's so bad. The entire story is bad, and um, it's not clicking at all. Yeah, uh, just, just kind of weird. Um, even there, there's other stuff going on sa NXT. Na parang ang daming questions din, like Santos Escobar versus uh, Tony D. Yeah, uh, God, don't don't get me started on that one. Uh, that's just a mess. <laughs> who, do, who do you who do you cheer for when they're clearly both heels? <laughs> yeah, let's ask the audience here. Let, let's ask the audience. Because there's a confrontation at spring break. And, like, they're, they're having a sit-down. Okay, okay, sure, sure. Much like the Jericho Appreciation Society had with uh, Eddie Kingston and the Proud and the Powerful. Uh, people in the comments, who's the good guy here? The, uh, the, the godfather or the guy from the Mexican underworld? No, no, no. Let's recap it just to, tell, just to show you how absurd the story has become. So first... Uh, Tony D was messing with uh, Legado. 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 Yeah, he yeah. was messing with him backstage. He got their car uh, locked, and just, uh, he had his goons come in and distract uh, Santos. Right? And then this week, um, Santos gets back at him and cheats, uh, tries to cost him a match against Von Wagner, who, by the way, is heel. So again, that's another heel versus heel matchup. And, and then Tony after- D worked face in that match. Yeah, exactly. And then after that, Tony D brings back his wise guys and just goes up against Legado. Uh, uh, so, I don't know. Obviously, because they're both trying to use their goons. And I guess it's a matter of uh, who is the more likable one, who is the cooler one, because they're just both guys that are possibly cool because they are they have these possibly cool characters so here's the thing the NXT fans love both guys like oh when Tony like, D the... comes out everyone does this it's fun to do when he comes out and when Legado comes out the NXT fans chant Legado's theme song so I don't know man so no knowing that then who who do you think is uh, uh, the cheer the cheerable one out of these two I like Tony D. Eh. I don't know why. I get the sense that it's Tony D. Alright. <laughs> it's I I I get the yung, yung application of you know the crowd cheering for both of them. It's just that I have to make it make sense in my head, and it's yeah. not making sense in my head on paper. Sabini Thad's elite gang wars yung feels. Yeah, I guess I guess that's what they're trying to go for. But uh, the people in the comments are rooting for Legado. Which I thought was the case because Legado was way more face than uh, Tony D at first. <laughs> and then they just ended up being the cool heel. Yeah. 
So that's man. I don't know. No, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't help that uh, Joaquin Wild and Cruz del Toro are actually wrestling as faces. So that's yeah. another thing, right? So it's a mess. It's a huge mess. Jay Sulapa, don't bring the Easty Boys into this because they've got their own thing going on on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, God. So it's it's them being lazy and just allowing. Allowing the positive crowd reaction to write the story for itself when they need to write it themselves. Yeah, nagugulan lang ako. I uh, I, I want to have a clear character to cheer for. Alam mo na parang okay, they're both cool, they're both cheerable, pero kupal din sila pareho. So yun lang gusto ko lang maka uh, na may solid talaga na good guy, solid bad guy, diba? Not everyone should be in the gray area. We we've said this on the podcast before. Yeah. All right, NXT Spring Break, and that's it. Uh, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll talk about Scorpio Sky, and we're celebrating the legend killer, the apex predator, the viper, Randy Orton. But first, here's how you can help us out here on the pod through your online shopping on Shopee. All right, all right. So again, 5-5 five, five sale coming soon on Shopee. So if you are supporting the podcast with your online shopping, here is how to do it. Use our affiliate link, podlink.co slash W9X. Poslink.co slash the letter W, the number nine, and the letter X. Type that in your mobile browser, add to cart, and check out from the app. Again, what you buy will help us do what we do at no extra cost. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Let's get to some shout-outs on Kumu. Uh, saying hey to 543317 who says AEW sucks uh, sorry dude you're going to be disappointed by this podcast we love AEW here uh, he also did send us halo halo so thank you for sending us halo halo thank you for that uh, so guys you are on Kumu right now please send us halo halo we definitely appreciate that and thank you for uh, for listening. As it's come again, it's turned out to be our top fan or one of our top fans. So that's awesome. I didn't know you can have top fans. Uh, keep smashing those hearts and let everyone know on Kumu that you like the wrestling talk. You want to talk about Katana Chance and Alba Fire explaining the name changes? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I kind of uh, wasn't paying attention to Alba Fire's explanation. What's your explanation? So she had a vignette and she said, nah, you already know who I am. You know what I can do. But I kind of got lost along the way. And like a phoenix, I rise from the fire. Ganyan. So you're, gonna about, you're about to feel the heat once again. I'm going to bring the fire. So I'm Alba Fire. Something okay. like that. Yeah. Buti pa si actually. Buti pa si NXT. They make the effort to talk about the name changes. Because on Smackdown. did not. No, I mean, in general... Yes, uh, they still do. Yeah, say, Gunta, Tama, Alba, yeah, yeah, yeah. Compared to the main roster, they just uh, do that and just let um, let you accept it and deal with it on your own time, diba? So Yeah, the Katana Chance thing's, uh, I guess, cute. Uh, just, you know, think about it the way you think about your favorite artists having their alter egos like Eminem and Slim Shady. So, uh, yun. Yun. So, yeah. Uh, it's okay. Um, buti si NXT. Yun nga, like I said, buti si NXT may explanation. Um, even though it's as silly as uh, yun nga, Casey saying that Katana Chance is her party alter ego, it's still a lot better than uh, just forcing the fans to accept the new name. Like uh, like Butch, the <laughs> Um Although, wait, they did kind of explain Butch, sorry. Yeah, um, they explained Butch, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they don't explain why Tommaso Ciampa is now just Ciampa or why 
Oh, wait, they did explain theory. So sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And uh, they do it a lot more on NXT. Yeah, so there. Uh, that's it for the name changes. All right, let's go to AEW. Para medyo mapikon yung nagsabi na great sa AEW. Scorpio Sky, new TNT champion. Um, what do you think about this? Because I saw in the notes row na sinabi mo na it is an overcorrection of the Sammy and uh, Ty Conti problem. Yeah, I mean, like, last week they already turned heels. So I don't understand why they had to lose the championship all of a sudden. Wasn't that make it even better as heel characters to retain the championship? So um, I don't know what's happening here. Uh, is the end game that Scorpio Sky and Kazarian are to feud? So if that's the end game, bakit pa natalo si Scorpio Sky in the first place? Diba? So I don't get it. Um it feels a lot like uh, we really messed up with uh, Sammy and Ty. So we are making it up to you by having Scorpio Sky, the guy you like more now, uh, winning the championship again. Feeling ko yung problema talaga rito yung Battle of the Belts eh, as a show. Because every time Battle of the Belts happens, naga hot potato yung TNT championship. Yeah, that's that's also true. Um, I don't know. It's super weird. Uh, I... It it's the the biggest part or the biggest plus about AEW was the long term planning or at least the appearance that they were planning things long term. So if you do this, if you hot potato the championships, it doesn't look like you're long term planning anything, and that's bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, sabi ni admin Jackie. Real question though, maganda ba yung hina hot potato ang any championship? I don't think so. Uh Okay, back in the day, WWE used to do this a lot with the tag team championships. So that's where I found that. Okay, medyo okay naman. Especially if you have like a, a deep mid-card roster. But um, it depends on what your definition of hot potatoing is and what the interval is to qualify as a hot potato title reign. So I guess, yes, I mean, you, can count, you can count this as a hot potato championship reign. And... It's weird because it serves no one because you're showing that um, your champions can win and lose pretty easily, and that doesn't make him look good. One of the weirdest times that I remember hot potato of championships was No Mercy 2007 when Triple H and Randy Orton traded the championship back and forth in the span of three hours. Like I think 3 2 yung final win loss record nila coming out of that event. And I was checking this in school. So, pagkasimula nung klase, oh, si Triple H na champion. Oh, Randy Orton. Oh, Triple H ulit. Oh, Randy Orton ulit. And by the time I got home, I was just so confused. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone wants to see a hot potato championship reign. I think um, of all people, Tony Khan would have known that. But I guess not. <laughs> I mean... For all of the praise for AEW and the booking, I think what we've seen over the last year is that lumalabas na yung weaknesses in Tony Khan's booking. Yeah. Um, again, I've been saying this for a long, long time. Hire a team. Don't do everything yourself. I know the temptation is great to do or to book everything yourself, but it's it's not it. That's not the way to go. It's just not yeah, if anything, so sobrang dami ng vets din, diba? the veteran presence in AEW, I think some of them might be suited for a role in the booking team. That's yeah. what they're there for. Diba? Yeah, yun talaga. Uh, they're not just, they, they shouldn't just be agents, I think. Uh, 
there they should be there to advise Tony Khan, who is honestly still a relative newcomer to the industry. So I don't understand. Okay, to be fair, medyo may input naman from these uh, veterans. Pero uh, last I checked, it's still him who approves everything. I, I think it's still him who thinks of everything. And clearly, he is handling a lot right now. Yeah, made up siya. Like, I remember sitting in on a few booking meetings for PWR. And yun, medyo by committee na yun. Stress na yung mga tao. So, what more if you're operating a big, big production like AEW all by yourself? I mean, that, you know, the stress is probably why he got caught with his notebook at like an NFL event. Remember that? Yung napicturan siya with yeah, the card yeah, of yeah. show. So, yeah. you know, that, that's stressful stuff. So, you know, I get it. Right. Let's get to TBT here and let's celebrate the career of one... Randall Keith Orton, 20 years in the WWE. That is no joke. Holy crap. Um, I didn't realize that his debut was April 25, 2002. Merong Monday Night Raw. And I'd like to think that they did that segment pretty well. Yeah. Uh it's really I know it's really good for those who have grown up alongside Randy here. That's basically so, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty much us. So Again, goes to show you how long we've been actually watching this. Uh Uh, It's crazy that we have been in the game for 20 years. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, Sorry. sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I I was going to say, when I first started becoming a fan of wrestling, that was when Randy Orton was coming up. Yun yung legend killer na siya. And he had the NWO parody shirt. Like, that was my first exposure to Randy Orton. And I had a teacher... Who used to say RKO RKO? So that's how I found out that Randy Orton existed. I'll do you one better. We had a teacher, Zabel. I don't know if, uh, if I have any Zabel kids here, who literally looked like the Filipino version of Randy Orton. As in, kamuhang kamuhan yeah. And people would do the the Randy Orton post behind his back. Yeah. Say that's how uncannily he looked like Randy. <laughs> You know, that Randy Orton pose, like everybody did that yeah, yeah, yeah. growing up. It, it was so easy to do, diba? And it wasn't like offensive to the teachers, like yeah. you suck it. Because uh, uh. if you did the suck it, mapapagalitan ka. Or if you did the bad sign, diba? Like, oh, si mapapagalitan ka. Pero yung ganyan, like, who cares? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's... I never... Did he ever explain what that was? No, I don't think so. Uh, people in the comments, meron ba? Because not, not, not to my knowledge. Yeah, but it was cool. Um, it was, you know, as you said, it was a gesture that wasn't offensive. It was cool looking, and that's why he did it, and that's why we all did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll never forget something my dad said. And my, uh, if you've been following the pod, you know that my dad basically introduced me to wrestling. My dad, um, upon seeing Randy Orton, commented na, Alam mo yung Randy Orton? Yung mukha niya, mukha talagang demonyo eh. And that's how I knew na sobrang bagay siya as a heel. Because diba, when he was like uh, shaved and he had that IED gimmick na parang he really looked demented. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he did look like a white power skinhead. So uh, there's that. Um, he, I, If there is a definition for mukhang heel, uh, Randy Orton is under that definition. So um, I don't know. There's something about him. It, it, you just know that he is much better off as a bad guy. Yeah, sometimes when he has a baby face run, medyo hindi ka panipaniwala na baby face siya. Like 2018, uh, if you guys remember that. Or even when he was facing Christian in 2011. I could never accept that Randy Orton was the good guy here when one of my favorite guys, Christian, 
lost the championship in two days. Hindi ko matanggap no na good guy si Randy Orton. But yeah, um, Emil, uh, in the comments, talking about how he was on the receiving end of RKO's a lot because uh, people in high school were assholes. I'm really sorry to hear that, man. Uh, the people there in school who did that to you, they're saying uh, they're not good Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, at least, alam mo, I mean, you would mention it yourself that RKO's were popular because they were also super easy to do. Because um, if you, I don't know, I, I, I've been saying this part of my wrestling story for a while, but the biggest reason why I decided to be a wrestler was because I thought I could do the moves. And one of these moves that's super easy to do is the RKO itself. Because you just jump up, grab the guy with your uh, with your two hands and fall down, right? And yeah, yeah. that's that's why it is one of the most memed uh, wrestling moves in the history of ever, right? Yeah, it's also why I guess nag transcendent si Randy Orton to meme culture. And I guess it, it's nothing compared to like Batista and John Cena and The Rock and the heights they've reached. But not every wrestler gets to be a part of internet culture the way Randy Orton has. Yeah. Uh, it's like a mainstream show. And you can't deny that he is one of the you know, big stars that WWE managed to create. He's not Batista. He's not Cena, who have gone on to become movie stars, but he is a legit crossover uh, talent or crossover star that has somehow managed to stay within pro wrestling. Yeah, I would pick to have a career like Randy Orton's. Like, even if I can't be John Cena, let me be Randy Orton. I'll be happy to have a career like his. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So yeah, favorite Randy Orton moments or matches. I'm gonna start. Mine is. Versus Cactus Jack, hardcore match, Backlash 2004. That match turned 18 years old last week, Pinocchio and Mick Foley. And I said on Instagram that that match to this day makes me feel things on a visceral level. And it was the first hardcore match I'd ever seen. Talagang nangilo ako watching it. And um, it, it's what introduced me to both Randy Orton and Mick Foley. So two of my favorites all in one go. Right. So my favorite Randy moment. Was when he said Eddie was in hell. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Um, I actually do like the times when he was a face because that um, when he whenever he was a face, he would be forced to wrestle more in matches. And w- when he does that, it kind of proves to you that he's not just this boring heel wrestler who slows things down because that makes people hate him more. But he can actually go. And he has the athletic ability to go if he really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Going through the comment section, see the my favorites. Uh, Leo shots at that immortal clip, RKO to Evan Bourne. See, Julian has a long list like the match I mentioned. The Legend Killer run, the Triple H feud in 09, the Christian feud, the Authority, and RK Bro. So basically, favorite wrestler in Julian is Randy Orton. Uh, Glendale mentions the RKO to Rollins WrestleMania 31. Emil mentions the RKO videos on Vine. Leo also picks yung legacy match from WrestleMania 26. Uh, ano pa ba? Orton Cena rivalry, favorite din ni Glenn. Emil picks Orton versus Cactus Jack. Glendale also mentioning Orton winning his first world championship by defeating Chris Benoit. Come on, guys. We can, we can say his name on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, see Lex picks Orton versus Undertaker Hell in a Cell from Armageddon in 2005 yeah, people really love the RKO to Evan Bourne clip 
Yeah, because it's impre- it's physically impressive. It's a what? It's a, it's a show of great timing on his part. Like um, that that takes a lot of great uh, a lot of coordination to pull off, and um, it could have gone super wrong. But uh, Orton caught Evan Bourne's uh, Matt Seidel's head at just the right time, right? So, uh, yeah, that makes it all the more impressive. Um, let me just say, can I just say that I really felt bad after Orton lost the World Heavyweight Championship to Triple H back in 2004. <laughs> Pero, you know, thumbs down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he admits that he wasn't ready for it. So, okay, at least my self-awareness should have done. But back then, I, I, it was kind of a bummer because I did like Randy Orton as a face. And uh, it was pretty cool to see him be the, one of the youngest champions that they ever had. Yeah, I like that run, actually. From when he won until yung, ano, yung he had that team of four baby faces in Survivor Series. He was a GM sila for a week. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Diba? Maven, Benoit, Jericho, and Randy Orton. Tapos kanya-kanya silang power trip that specific week na GM sila. That was pretty fun. Yeah, that was a fav- that's a favorite moment as well. I think uh, back when back when Survivor Series still had uh, that, those kinds of stakes. Yeah, yeah. See, Admin Angelo picks uh, the RKO to the Undertaker at WrestleMania 21. Uh, Glendale says, "Hopefully, Randy Orton still gets a world title run. Will that happen? Will a 15th championship happen?" I don't see why not. But um, he's still relatively young. I think, uh, as you can see, as you all can see, he can still go. So if they ever need another Randy Orton run, if they ever need him to help get someone else over at the top, I don't see why not. Feeling like it's a break in case of emergency ng WWE si Randy Orton. Eh. Like people say it's Brock Lesnar. I've, I've tended to think over the years that it's really Randy Orton. Like they, anytime they need somebody to make a story... Um, you know, to have people invest in a story or to make a championship instantly get elevated, they, they go to Randy Orton. I don't know about that because uh, it depends on what Randy Orton you're getting. And sometimes it's not the super entertaining Randy Orton. So I wouldn't say he is the ultimate break in case of emergency wrestler. But um, if you do a if you need a face and you don't have anyone else i would put randy up there what i will say is uh to just wrap a bow around yung tbt natin on randy orton i think riddle a lot for this version of randy orton we're getting because i think na sobrang gandang tambalan yung riddle and randy orton now, it, it's it's the tag team we never knew we needed yeah uh it's uh it's gone over well with the casual fans so you know they're doing something right with it yeah, they even made merch for April 20. So, you know, get that back, boys. If get you know, you bag. know. Wow. Yes, sir. Uh, Glendale's asking, Meron bang gumagamit ng theme ni Randy Orton as their ringtone or wake-up alarm? Why would they do that? It's a great song. You end up hating the song. Yeah, guys, you don't want to use uh, a popular song as your alarm or a ringtone. I've learned that the hard way. Uh, you just end up associating the, so- the song with your alarm or your or your message notifications. So don't do that. You still have time to change it. Oh, nakabuisit yun. Trust me, I I did that to Kurt Angle's theme song. All right, let's get to our picks of the week. You you guys know what to do in the comment section. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna choose mine first, and it is Mustafa Ali versus The Miz. Easily the best match on Monday Night Raw this week. Right. Uh, my pick is from Rampage last Friday. 
last Saturday. Uh, it is Eddie Kingston versus Daniel Garcia. It is everything that you want it to be out of these two. All right. Julian picks the Mustafa Ali promo and the Randy Orton RKO party in the main event. And CM Punk, in promo niya, challenging Hangman Adam Page at Double or Nothing. Yeah, so that's happening, by the way. We're going to talk about that closer to the show. We'll not see Hangman this week because he uh, has COVID. So he tested positive for that. Meron pa sa Kumu, like any Randy Orton uh, picks or any picks of the week in general? Uh, we did get a question on Kumu pala. Ito, I think it was similar to what you asked me, Karina. Do you think, or something in about, deserve the Randy Orton to break the championship record of Cena and Flair? No, not really. Uh, it's nice, but, you know, not really. For me, if it happens, it happens. Yeah, I don't but, have uh, any strong yeah. feelings about it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he has strong feelings about it either. Yeah. who you know, he's become friends with Naren over the years. Uh, Bruce, pick of the week is Asuka's return. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Lada na yung flick. And Glendale picks Orton's celebration and Hook speaking. Emil picks Dax versus Cash on Dynamite and the tribute spots to Brett and Owen. Uh, Leo picks the Raw opening segment and the FDR singles match. Admin Angelo, so daming picks. So, lang some of them I've already mentioned. Really appreciate everybody putting in your picks of the week as usual. And if you want na isamasilas pahabo, you know where to find us, about on Twitter and on TikTok. It is at Wrestling2XPod. And as we begin to wind down here, Ro, um, anything that you want uh, our listeners to check out this week? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so article on multisport.ph. Uh, reasons why you should go on a hike so go do that uh, it's really nice to be out in nature and um, just follow us on TikTok at Wrestling2XPod and re- read Smart Henry alright uh, as for me go check out my other podcast aside from this it's called On Deck with Stan C took a two week break kind of got busy with Phil Basket so bawi ako next week with another new episode which I'll be recording tomorrow and uh, next time you'll uh, hear us on the podcast obviously it's next week for the live stream but I'm also doing the Phil Basket finals on Wednesday so that's game one go catch that on Solar Sports or on Facebook YouTube Kumu and TikTok ng Phil Basket uh, go hit up Rowan ASH, he lost his pupper. Uh, they went over the rainbow, rainbow Bridge this past week. So, you know, uh, we know how tough, how big of a loss that is. So go send him some love on social media. Go hit Chino up as well. At Chino Supersize. For me and Ro, it is at Ro is War and at underscore Stan C. And go follow the pod if you haven't yet. Landon on Spotify. Go give us that five-star rating. All right, and as we get out of here, our reminders as always please keep your masks on. Uh, get your vaccines and your boosters if and when you can. And ilang linggo na lang, uh, two weeks, I think, to May 9. And when that happens, pagumanod ng WrestleMania backlash, go out and vote. At sabi nga ni Angelica Panganiban, wag bumoto ng magnanakaw. Ro, Moran, and the rest of the PNA team, Babyface producer Gail at the controls. My name is Stan C. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. Bye bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. 
Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.